What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Comeback Podcast with your host, Mark Jennison, founder and creator of the Comeback Movement. The man, the man is going to change your life. This this show is about taking taking back the power, creating the choice, finding and defining the man that you want to be, and ultimately having it all. Sit back, enjoy the show. Let's roll. Let's roll. I am a comeback. If you're not dead, then you're not done. I ain't dead, so I'm, I'm here to show everyone. I am a comeback. It's not a disease, it's a choice, so I had to choose, I refuse to lose I am a comeback, I, I want everyone here to be able to look themselves in the mirror and say I am a comeback, we don't care how it gets done, as long as it gets done And everyone is a comeback Today's topic is, do it because you want to, not because you have to Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon For me it's good morning, as I'm out doing my morning walkabout Walk and talk, I should say, trying to get in my, my 10,000 steps before 8 o'clock. It's actually uh, 6.22, but brings me to exactly what I want to talk about today. It's kind of been the theme of the week inside of my program, inside of the communities, the world, these these interactive communities that I built with men, um, where it's about doing it because you want to, not because you have to. Um, this has been something that's in my mind. I'm going to share a little story with you. Uh, before I started to come back, before I became who I am right now when I was in the midst of struggling. It was towards the end of my my 21-year battle with drugs and alcohol and lies and deceit and just the chaos that came with the lifestyle that I lived before. But uh, when it was at the end, it was not even my last relapse because the truth is when I got out of rehab, I, I relapsed in six hours. But uh, it was before I went into rehab. So it was, probably would have been the, the sixth major relapse I had in my life. And remember, I had hundreds of them. It's probably thousands, right? You know, just like you. I'm gonna I'm gonna Monday I'm done. Monday I'm done. The first of this month I'm done. Only to find myself stuck in the silical cycle of of just abuse, right? Chaos, abuse, lies, fear, worry, going right back in this this world. But um what happened on that sixth one was this. I at the time I was working at this dealership and I was doing really, really good. See, I had long relapse before that, right? So the lies had crept in. It was somewhere around April, probably mid-April. What happens in the car business is, you know, it starts really getting busy, especially in Wisconsin. Um, and by that time, I was picking up some steam, some, some energy, and I was rolling. I was really, really good at selling cars. And so leaving the Saturday morning meetings with two, three, four thousand, some one time five thousand dollars, I believe, on a Saturday, um, which ending up with this, this money in my pocket. The problem was I was sober to this point. It wasn't the money, but it was what came with the money, which was the freedom that I thought I wanted at that time, right? So it was almost like this pressure. As I went out and I hunted and I created the dollars, I wasn't ready to handle them. And it's just such a small amount of money to truthfully think about it. But I wasn't able to handle that. So I found myself slipping back into the bar. Nobody's going to know. So long before I I had this, this monumental moment in my life when things really kind of kicked off. I had relapsed. I was lying and I was hiding, like I said. And I went through the motions and I continued to sell. People looked the other way. Maybe they had some ideas. Maybe they didn't. It doesn't really matter at this point. But what happened was my birthday is June 10th and everybody expected me to just do the normal thing, right? Because they thought I was sober. They thought I was in control. But I went out for my birthday and June 11th, I didn't show up for work. Okay. So then what do I do? They find me. I'm in a. I'm in a demo. They're out looking for me all day. At this point, I'm completely drunk. I'm. I'm on some drugs. I'm a mess inside of my life. I stayed out all night. They track me down. They find the demo. They find out where I'm at. They come and get me. They take me into the dealership, and they say, "Look, basically, you're gonna get help or you're, you're not." 
or, or we don't want nothing to do with you. Almost like you've had so much potential. You've done some amazing things in your life. We see it inside of you, but either you take us help or you basically fuck off, take our help or fuck off. So at the time I knew, and this is what I want you to understand. I knew I needed to do something, right? I knew there was a problem. I knew that this repetitive behavior year in and year out that I had been going through since, since I was young was not normal. However, I also thought it the other side of it because I had a lot of great successes that it made me who I was. And it was almost like this identity that I was afraid to, to let go of. I was afraid to, will I ever have fun? Will people like me? Can I make money again? What am I going to do with my time? So these, these same thoughts that were going through your mind probably were going through mine. And because on the outside, seemingly to the world, I felt like everything was going good or they thought I had it good or maybe they didn't, but it didn't really matter. But that was my perspective. But the truth was inside I was crumbling. So I knew. So I want you to understand like the decision that needs to be made or that you're, what you're presented with, and it could be coming from your wife, could be coming from your grandma, your kids, your, your mom, your dad, all people, just people who love you. They're like, you need to do something. You need to go to AA. You have a problem. No, 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 no. All you hear is noise. Wah, 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 Fucking talking in your ear, but it doesn't really mean anything to you. However, because you want to suffice them, you want to, you want to satisfy that, you want to quiet that noise, you say, you say, okay, you know what? I will get some help. I will try to do this. And then we get guys that come to the comeback, they go to AA, they go to rehab, they go to NA, they don't do anything. So let's get back to my story about me though. So I was presented with that opportunity. They said, basically, you take this or you don't. And remember, I knew I needed it, but the truth is I didn't want to. But I also didn't want to lose everything again because I had a good thing going. So I was on this teeter-totter edge. The good thing about it, looking back in hindsight, was that I was getting closer to finally making the decision, the one that was my day to take back my life. But anyways, I took it. I went in. I did the 28-day stint inside there. I got out. I relapsed in six hours. The next thing you know, everything, the same people that put me in who cared about me, Everybody hated me. My son was taken from me. My my brother, my sister-in-law at the time, disgusted with me. They're the only people close to me. I don't even think my mom wanted nothing to do with it. She was in Florida. I don't have a relationship with my dad, so he, he obviously didn't give a fuck. But everybody around me was done with me. And that still wasn't even the time. I continued down. Like after a relapse, I didn't just get up the next day and say, I'm sorry. I got up and I said, man, I really fucked up. I'm going to continue to drink. I'm going to continue to drag myself down this pit just a little bit longer because this is what I deserve. And that went on from, from July 3rd all the way to July 27th in a series of events from around my town locally to moving me down to Florida to hear this, this voice from God or from the universe or whatever you will. It says they're ready to listen to me now to coming back and then starting my journey, starting to come back. So the reason I tell you that story is this because every time I tried to do it for somebody else, it didn't really stick. But here's the other thing that I want you to understand. What made it stick was losing that little boy. Right? So essentially, even though I did it for myself, which turned out to be for myself, I needed a catalyst. I needed a spark. I needed a why. My why is it is him. Now my why is Kendra, the girls, him. It's my whole family that I'm building, my company, my brother's family, like all these people that, that matter to me and my we call the dome inside of the alliance. All these people that matter. So my why gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But at that moment, my why was for my son. And even though I couldn't see the value or the desire and the necessary, didn't even want to quit drinking because I just told you all those reasons, right? Like I didn't know if I could perform without it. I didn't know if I could be me without it. But I knew this. I would rather take a chance to give him what he deserved because he didn't ask for this world. He didn't, I didn't go out and, you know, he didn't, he didn't say, hey, bring me into this world. Don't give a fuck about me. 
get drunk, forget about me, blow me off. Don't worry if I have food on my table. You go be a fuck up. I'll be okay. No, it was a four-year-old kid who needed his dad. And even though I knew that in the midst of drinking, even though I knew that as I was building the businesses that I had before, for some reason, even no matter how much I loved them, no matter how much I really cared about them, I didn't love myself. And see, that's a big deal. But that, back to that catalyst. I decided on July 26th, 2015, that I was going to take my life back. Now, I didn't set out on a journey to change these thousands of men's life. We had, I, I didn't do this for any of those guys. I tell them, look, not to be, like, not to be an asshole, but this isn't for you guys. It, it is now, but it started off because my life wasn't working. Because I needed to make a choice. I needed to make a decision because I wanted my son back. So what I'm trying to say here is you've got to do it for you always. But there is that piece. Some of you guys are not going to be able to do it for yourself right now because you can't see your, you can't even look at yourself in the mirror. Business is tough right now. Coronavirus is trying to put another stranglehold on us. Maybe the relationship is strained. Your confidence is at an all-time low. Maybe you're living a lie. You get up every day. You're putting on your best outfit. You're going and looking. Yeah, I'm still good. I'm driving my BMW. I'm driving my Mercedes. I'm, I got the big house, but you're, you know you're falling 30, 60, 90 days, even closer to bankruptcy. Things aren't happening. You're continuing to live this lie. Or maybe you're, you're in a good spot where you've got so much money that nothing matters, not a boredom. You find yourself sedating, realizing that money wasn't what's going to make you happy. The drinking's not making you happy. Your wife's not making you happy. Nothing's making happy you happy. And you're looking for a why. Why should I do more with my life? Now, this thing's always going to come back to you. But what I want you to understand is if at this moment you cannot do it for yourself, look for the catalyst, look for the spark, look for the why, what really fucking matters to kick off the decision to make the choice. So for me, once I set out on that decision for him, it was about 90 to 120 days. I went on this just crazy tear of, of self-development. I'm still on it five years later. Go, I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. But it was started making changes day in and day out for him because I wanted to be this person. Then all of a sudden, somewhere inside of there, through these series of what we call the seven Fs in my program and, and this whole journal and um, this, the, this mindset course and all like everything that I put together inside of the council, the same thing that I help people with is what I put myself through. Also, by doing this work, somewhere along the lines, it switched from not only do I love him more than me, but I'm starting to love myself. And once I started to love myself, I looked at myself a little bit differently. I could make eye contact in the mirror. I could hold a conversation with people not without alcohol. I mean, I was confident in work all the time because it's easy to attach money to your confidence to go out and hunt and create and do business and, and close deals. Like that's, that's just who we are. It's a chemical makeup I have. But when it comes to being a man and understanding that's not really what a man is about, like that's when I started to love myself. So what I want, what I want you guys to take from this today is this. It doesn't matter what's going to get you started. But ultimately, once you start, Somewhere inside of there, you have to make the transformation for you. There's many men that are like, yeah, I got to ask my wife if I can join you. You got to pay, we got to pay a fee and and she's going to be worried about my money. And the truth is this, that's bullshit. And I know it. I get off the phone. I say, that motherfucker's still hiding. That motherfucker's still living a lie. It's not about the money. Because when you break it down, you spend more money than that between shitty food, uh, DUIs, drinking at your house, drinking at a bar, doing things to cover up with your wife because you fucking pissed her off that the amount of money that I asked you for that involves to be able to be part of this is irrelevant 
to what it takes to make that decision. The reason that you are afraid to face it or many of the men are afraid to face it is because they don't want to admit to their wife that they have an issue or the issue as big as it is because they've been masking this thing for so long that it became part of their identity. So what is the why? What is going to spawn you today to make a decision, even if it's not for you, maybe it is your wife, maybe it's your business, maybe it's America, maybe it's a 1972 Chevy pickup truck, I don't give a fuck. Anchor in on why you want to do this. Make a choice, make a decision, and lay out a plan. Now, if that plan is us, and you decide, you know what, I would like to join the comeback, I want to know more about this thing, we have a free book that I put out there. I'm a comeback.com forward slash free book. Um, again, I am a comeback.com forward slash free book. And then also you can go and check out, find us online. You can send messages. There's a, a community of people that are willing to uh, talk to you, but truthfully, I don't give a fuck how you do it. And that's why this works so well. I'm going to continue to put the message out. You're either going to listen or you're not. You don't have to love me. You don't have to love the way I do. You don't have to love the way I talk, but you have to do something. If today is your day and you're ready to do that, go get that book. Find my team. Message them. Go to an AA meeting. Go to NA. Go to Celebrate Recovery. Do something today that can transform your life for you. But look for the reason why you need to do it. And ultimately, if you're at that, at that stage where why you want to do it is for yourself because you are your why, amen. Dig deeper on yourself. You've already got one step up on everybody else. That's all I got for today's episode of the Comeback Podcast. We'll see you soon. I am a comeback. I am a comeback.